Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Welcome to Agency for Agents. Thank you for being here today. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey. pleasure to meet you. Why don't we just jump in, just a little bit of your backstory, how you got into real estate. Just give us a... I love that you got recruited by your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Tell us that story. Knock, knock, knock. Do you want to be an agent? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty much like that. You know, I was all 20 years old and uh, my next door neighbor that, you know, we'd grown up next to was starting a real estate agency. It was uh, a father and uh, the mother and the two sons and one of the younger sons that was closer to my age says, hey, you want to get into real estate? What am I going to do? Well, pass a test. Okay. <laughs> I was pretty good at taking tests. So, you know, I'd get down to the bookstore. You know, there's no Amazon back then. This was uh, 96. Wow. Uh, and I, I got into it to pass the test. I think I flunked it the first time. and had to go and ah, study. There you and go. My, no training, you know, completely thrown to the walls. You know, young 20-year-old guy, you know, a little introverted right up against a uh, agent that didn't believe in co-broking and was nicknamed the alligator. Right. That was um, your first deal? That was my first deal. Yeah. Yeah. For the family stockbroker. So it was scary. It was scary. I, I swore I'd never do that again and uh, actually let it lapse. And then I got it back a couple of years later, but it was uh, not the ideal training plan. That's for sure. It's funny. Yeah. And now tell us about your team now. You run a team. Yes. I've got a small team. So I, I went from, from big to little. I mean, I had been a, solo practitioner for quite a period of time. Um, 2014, I joined up with uh, one of the, the big franchise companies and I because I had a lot of leads coming in. I'm kind of an internet guy. So I had a lead source. I needed to build a team around it. Wasn't effective about recruiting it on my own. So joined up with a with an office. I ended up partnering with one of the owners of the office. And we built a, a, a multi-state team pretty quickly uh, through the, that. And I cut my teeth on team building. And, and I really... I like the operational role, the team leader role, less so than the, um, you know, pounding the pavement role. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot. I learned yeah. a ton. Um, but as many things go, that that train came to an end. And uh, I ended up uh, leaving that company, going back to being independent, took or gave some of those agents an option. I didn't take them, but I gave them an option. If you want to come with me, you can. And I completely pivoted on that model of compensation and made it more of an a la carte, more like what we see with these 100% agencies, because... I found myself at a juncture saying, oh, that's no way I joined this team, you know? And you got to ask yourself that, I think, because, you know, it was 
all the tools and bells and whistles to offset the fact that you're only keeping 20 cents in the dollar. And I'd look at that and I'd say, that's not a deal I'd take, you know, and here I am out trying to recruit people to that. So I, I wanted to, uh, you know, spin that. And uh, that's what I ended up doing. So I you know, focused on only offering what you need and making it more a la carte so that agents felt like they weren't, you know, paying in the split for things they didn't really need. So how do you do that? What do you mean? So you now do you run your you run your own brokerage, an independent brokerage, and then you let people come in and pick and choose what they want to pay for? So it's kind of, you know, three different plans, you know, the bronze, gold, silver, and you know, there's a monthly fee between 100 and 300 dollars a month. And that sort of offsets what that split might be. At the $300 month level, you're paying that no matter what you do, and then you're paying a $300 transaction fee, and that's it. You know, but if it's company lead, you're going to pay 30% uh, yeah. referral. But if it's your only, I didn't have any part in generating that, so why should I have a hand in in your you know sphere of influence? And, and so agents pay their own expenses above that, and it's definitely had been a different model, but it's one that resonated with me yeah. after having been through that. It's so kind of, you're running, it's a brokerage, not a team necessarily. That's correct. Correct. Yeah. It's a blurry line, I guess, but yes. Especially now, more so now than ever. Yeah. Right. Yes. Really blurs. Yeah. yeah. One thing I was going to say, Link, is I think that's one of the things that we're discovering and talking to more team leaders and broker owners is you really do need to do what resonates with you. You know, we're just reworking our compensation model because we really are looking, is that a deal I would take? Right. And I think it's, you know, inherently, you know, uh, Look, in our business, authenticity speaks and, you know, as they say, Absolutely. Walks, right? money talks, authenticity talks and bullshit walks. And that's right. it's got to be, you got to be able to own it. And that's, so the three levels, so do a little deep dive for any broker owners that are looking at that kind of model. What's bronze? What's silver? What's gold? What sure. do they get for their money? Sure. So I put this in place back in 2017, 2018. So pre-pandemic time. Yeah. Uh, I went 100% virtual because I, I, I found by leading a team, there was also that flip accountability that I, I had to show up to 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't always want to do that. You know, I sort of felt like uh, I had a job all of a sudden. So we're, we're 8 a.m. every Monday, Monday through Friday. We, yeah. we area, my friends. I know, uh, you know, Dolly, you're here doing all these things. I mean, if I'm, I can't ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do. So I, uh, you know, I, I came up with the, the virtual model because, you know, real estate's out in the field. It's not in the office. And I didn't want to go to one and pay for it. And somebody had to pay for it. So I, I got rid of that, went to the virtual model. And the $100 a month is a plan, if I recall, it's sort of like an 80-20 split on top of that. 200 a month was uh, 90-10. And then the 300 was just that transaction fee. Nice. And you could go up. You know, I mean, certainly I didn't want someone, uh, you know, hey, I'm not expecting anything. Let me drop it down. No, you, 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 if you were newer, you were starting out, and I really, you know, have not the best luck with part-timers or newbies. I mean, you come to the table. I mean, it's fairly, you know, if I'm not seeing you physically, you need to know what you're doing. And, I, you know, from an oversight standpoint, I need to know that you're, you know, there's not a lot of meat in the bone here for, for me to put up with a lot of, uh, you know, training and, and liability beyond the normal. So you kind of have to have some level of experience and, and uh, know what you're doing and, and, yeah, make peace with that. And, uh that's been what we've done. And I, and I think a lot of my revenue from that, there's not a lot of meat there on that, but it comes from company leads that I still generate. And then, you know, collecting a referral fee on that uh, for the agents that work those. And some agents have, you know, I had one this year that closed a 2.8 and, a, and a, a couple, you know, good size leads that came from that. So 
they win, I win. And it, it, it works out well. Great. So you find yourself attracting more seasoned agents or keep retaining more seasoned agents. I'm retaining the ones I have. I mean, attracting has not been, I tried in the earlier years of that to recruit and it was just, I don't think many were ready for that model. Yeah. You know, the, the hooks were still in there of the, I realize agents will pay. see, I was more of a business minded person. I'm like, you're one of the best ways for an agent to make more money is reduce their cost of sales. But there's a vanity play there around, you know, we're the biggest company in our market. You know, we do this and we do that and then have an off fancy office. I mean, someone's paying for that. And I just wasn't, you know, the water cooler type agent. That was never me. But I found a lot of agents still put value and need that for whatever reason. Vanity. Well, COVID, COVID kind of put it into that, didn't it? COVID did change that, yes. It's interesting because yeah. we we rolled over from Keller Williams. We love Keller Williams. We were with, I was with Keller That's Williams. That's where I've been. I, yeah. I didn't know if we were naming names, but yes. That's fine. That I was mean, like I real estate like, college for me. I mean, I learned. Yeah, I, was okay. I have nothing bad to say about them. But when we rolled over to EXP, it was November of 2019. And then everybody's like, oh, it's in the ethers. It's so weird. It's in the cloud. And by March, the whole industry was in the cloud. Right. Like, right. We're just four months ahead of you, my friends. <laughs> I was a few years ahead. I mean, I, and I feel I feel like there's this downward pressure on, you know, from the consumer on, on the, yeah, we're all seeing a commodity product with all the things that are happening in the industry. So going Cutting that brick and mortar out is a big line item for a lot of brokerages and teams. I mean, we, the team we had, we were paying, you know, a fancy office fee there. And, and uh, it's you don't just, even want to know my lease that I've been paying for uh, two for a year and a half during COVID with nobody there. Waterfront yeah. office. It's just insane that we, but that is, you know, you pick your jam, you pick where you're going to put your moolah, right? Correct. So, correct. And I, I was, my focus was also to get more into the agent's pocket because that, that resonated with me. Yeah. And, with them and, and i think if, if they left you know i don't think it was because they found a cheaper deal right um, want to necessarily compete on price but it just made sense to me it felt it felt right and maybe i was giving away too much but it it's just working for you it seemed to me like that was fair how many agents do you have in your brokerage right now it's uh three three yeah three yeah we're, we're boutique yeah, yeah no for sure I but I think that's, more, what it, uh, that's what we love about doing this podcast is we're getting all these different points of view and everybody's got a different yep. gen. Aaron and I, on the other hand, we attract new agents like by the hordes and because <laughs> we like growing them up some days. Yes. Some days we like growing them up and teaching them. But that's kind of our jam. Like we could take a new agent and show you how to be a rock star if you're willing to do what we show you how to do. And we're now kind of shifting our model to attract more seasoned agents. We're having a lot bigger splits in their pocket, just like you're saying too. So it's kind of cool because our podcast lets us see all the variety of ways that people yes. are doing things, you know? I've uh, I've referred out some leads this year, probably more lead. I've actually personally pulled in more GCI from ref outbound referrals than I have my own sales. Nice. You don't have to work. <laughs> no, I guess that could be a way to uh, prep the, uh, you know, I don't use the drug dealer analogy, but get a little taste of the leads, you know, and, and roll them in. I mean, but 30% to me is 30% no matter where it comes from. So that's right. no, that's awesome. I don't have that liability right. of carrying them. Not that I wouldn't, I would love to, but I just, I honestly, be honest with you, I got a little burned out with it. You know, it was just, oh, I can, look, we were just, wasn't resonating. That's right. We just had our call and it's dealing with new agents and training people and keep, you know, and dealing with the drama, right. Is a big deal. And you got to have, you got to have a stomach for it. And really 30% really for doing no, you know, it's not for doing no work, but no work after lead is generated is fantastic. I mean, that's why I love, 
I mean, that's one of the big things I love about where we're at now is with the EXP models, I get referral fees from agents all over the country, just like that. And, um, you know, just because they join the team and they're doing business, just because they're doing business, I get a referral fee. Correct. If you think about it, it's a great return on your investment. That's for sure. Well, talk to me a little bit about your, you know, your internet lead gen, because this is, you know, sort of where you cut your teeth and that you were on virtual meetings. I want to know what platform you are in 2017 during virtual meetings. Like, So that was probably either GoToMeeting or... Um, oh, yeah. I assume I've been around for a little while, but it might have been uh, GoToMeeting or... Skype. No, Skype wasn't... Skype. Was Skype I never meeting? used Skype a ton. I mean, I had it, but I there was another one, Join.me or something yeah, like that. Join.me. I remember Join.me. Join.me. Yeah. I was on Join.me. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, it's everybody had their poison, you know, team viewer. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, come on. This is what I got on my computer. Just use it. Now Zoom is kind of comfortable. But, you know, being an internet guy, my lead gen was always organic SEO. Not a lever that a lot of people want to pull, but I understood it. And it has a great ROI. And the, the IDX site I built in 2012, you know, up until this spring when I rebuilt it was cranking out at its peak 3,000 leads a year. Wow. Now those had to be worked. And, you know, we struggled to find, you know, my time at KW, you know, the ISA conversation come up, hired that in-house, very expensive. I don't think the the RI was there, but hard to get agents to take cold leads. And so it was, I haven't figured that piece out yet, but I've always felt like if you had the leads, you uh, could call the shots. And, you know, a lot of money spent on PPC. I mean, I've never spent a dime on pay-per-click. I've never spent a dime on Zillow. Nice. You know, I, I want to own the car, make the payments, not lease it. Yeah, that's great, Link. And you taught yourself how to do that and just built that up. Yeah, yeah. We're And we're coming back from the, I mean, the site got a little tired, so it's been redone. And now going through the, you know, yeah, there's an investment there, but it's, it's so far it's paying dividends. And, you know, my niche is around uh, waterfront property. So New Hampshire is very much a secondary home market to the greater Boston, even yeah. Connecticut, New York region. So that lets me find a niche a little below the the big guys and things on water usually have a good price point. Yeah. yeah they do. Those houses are nicer and they don't smell so bad. No. And the people that, you know, it's a discretionary purchase, but when they're ready, they're ready and they don't have to, you know, get seller concessions and all this. I mean, a deal can happen. We just, we have no inventory like everywhere else. So right. that makes it harder, but yeah, that's been my, you know, and a growth model for me now is going to be probably to test new markets with this. Um, our MLS is, you know, so small up here that covers two states, Vermont and New Hampshire. So I'm working on making sure I get licensure in Vermont where I can then try to get some leads out of that market. And, and again, refer those out to start with and see what the volume looks like before I, I would recruit to that. Great. And so have you been doing the phoning on those leads yourself or is that what the other three agents do or? It, it's a mix, you know, I'll take, I admit, I'll cherry pick some and, and then pass them. Some of it's geography. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pass them along and I want to, I don't want to take them all. So I want to spread that around so that they continue to see value. And again, that, that 30% referral is, right. I, don't have, right. I have no time lost. If it doesn't close, it doesn't go anywhere. I haven't right. wasted the time out driving around. And and you haven't oh. spent any money on the lead. I mean, any upfront on the lead, it's just coming to you because you put the back end in, back end in here. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I made the investment. So I'm not having a, a cost per lead in the sense of PPC or something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, in setting that up, did you, I'm just curious, are there any tools or specific way you learned how to set up your own IDX and you set up your own SEO to generate 3000 leads a year? Is there 
So it was a lot of, uh, you know, so I've got a second business doing digital marketing. So I have built websites for agents and other industries. So I, I had some knowledge there and it was in the, the, the recession that I had struggled to find people willing to invest in this. So for me, it was more of a kind of a hobby or a pet project to say, I've got this idea. I, I want to see if it works. I've got some theories. Let's try it out. And lo and behold, it did. Then it was a lot of reading and, and I honestly, I found it interesting. So it was very much, you know, let's try this, let's try that, let's see what happens. Some of it might have been the right time, the right place, um, but it was my third attempt at doing it. There's a independent brokerage in our market that started up in 2004. It was built on the back of organic SEO, and, and it's a huge multi-office location now. So, I, you know, I, I didn't get it right out of the gate, but whereas someone else did, but I, I knew that there was value there, and I don't think a lot of agents invest in it. And so there's a, there's an opportunity there because it's not, you know, here and now it's not instant. Right. It's over time. And yeah, there's a lot of, tell me about your, do you do any lead gen or any work on YouTube video, anything like that, that has been? Not, not really. No. I mean, we've, we've experimented with some and I think the idea has been there to create some. It's just uh, the bandwidth and, and the making the commitment to it. It's not that I'm not a believer of it. But it's just, uh, you know, I think when like blogging or anything, don't start it if you can't see it through. Yeah. And COVID has, you know, slowed down a little bit of that, I think, to be able to get out. I mean, I could see doing that around different lakes and creating content, but I think you got to own that and you got to be in it for the long haul to see some traction. For sure. Yeah. No, I think that's well, just like your jam, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Right. That thing about bandwidth is great. You know, you called your shot with your website and you did that. And I think that's just killer for people to take away is that you don't have to be everywhere. You're not going to do everything. You're going to do do one thing really, really, really well and have that be your jam. And, you know, three agents, boutique yeah. brokerage, it's brilliant. Well, you keep it lean. And, and, you know, again, it's not what you bring in. It's what you keep at the end of the day, I think. And, okay. you know, I, used, I went to Mega Camp many a times at Family Reunion and up on the screen, they'd show the the volume of the GCI, but what they never showed was what are these guys putting in their pocket? I'm sure they were doing well to be up there, but that tells a lot more of the story when you're looking yeah. at P and L's, you know, I mean, I'm not interested in bringing it out and sending it right out the door. You know, I, yeah. I want to keep it. That's awesome. So, yeah. you know, at your own cost of sales, whether you're a, you know, a broker or a team leader, or even an agent, that stuff is equally, if not more important than a place where you can trim and adjust to improve your profits. I think I'm sure you guys have talked about that many a times. Totally. Indeed. Yeah. I forget what Pat Hyben calls it on his podcast, but he's always, he's always big on, um, you know, people's bragging income, their gross commission income is really what you're bragging about versus right. you put in your pocket off. Yeah. Right. When you're spending 68% of it, you're not winning or whatever. Right. 75% right. of it. Right. Boom. I mean, there are some rules of thumb, but I think teams have, you know, blown that out of the water. Uh, they're all over the place. And I've been guilty of that. <laughs> you know, we all, we've all, yeah, I know we, we were, I was okay. always trying to, you know, follow the model yeah. and, and there was some deviation from that. And, and, you know, there were some partner challenges with let's just spend it like it's water. And, you know, I have found that mega agents don't always transition well to team leaders because it's a very different uh, skill set. I'm sure you guys have gotten into that uh, and the ability to lead and, and motivate and, you know, create a world great enough for the right people to be a fit for you and your vision. I don't, many of them I know don't even have a vision defined. Yeah. Let's just sell more real estate, get a few buyer's agents. It's great. I'll make some money off them and they'll just go and do it all on their own. I mean, I never saw it work that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is a it's always been a, a much bigger investment in time and getting them to. It is. And some of them want to go back to just selling it on their own. And, and that's, 
you know, there's a model where that works too, but. Yeah. Well, that's really why we started the podcast was so that team leaders could get themselves sorted out or see something new about how they're operating and get different facets of the diamond to see where they stand. What's an authentic yes. discussion for them of this? Cause there are so many ways to do this. Yep. And you really got to be honest with yourself about what resonates and what fits. And you might have to try a few hats on, right. To see, see how that feels. Yeah. Really great. All right, Christine, any, any questions, anything else? Well, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, one of the things that we were dealing with this morning on our leadership council was really the coaching of the new agents. And it sounds like you just said, nope, that's not a, that's not a direction I'm going. So everybody that comes in, are they just a hundred percent on their own? Do you coach? Do you mentor? Are you just their managing broker? If they have a breakdown, tell me about the, what you provide in the sense of training or coaching, or do you not look for people needing that? No, I, I could definitely train and coach. I mean, it, I learned, again, I took a lot of that away from my KW team leader times and yeah. a lot of great stuff that transitioned well, but you know, it was going to have to figure out a, a cost or a rev share on that. Um, you know, one of the models I came up with was pairing a new agent with a existing agent, ideally if they're in a similar geographical market yeah. where they could uh, work together and the a new agent would split the first, say, three buyer deals, first three listings with that uh, senior agent. The mentor, yeah. And that would be the uh, incentive for them to train. And, and that's why, you know, zero cost to the, the company, because, you know, our market is fairly geographic, you know, there's a lot of areas. So sometimes, you know, or someone's low on volume, that may not be the best for a trainee looking to get into it. Um, if, I'm, if I don't have a ton of actual deals to share, then it's going to be theory. So that's, a, you know, a model that we... We tried and tested some, and I think it had some success, but you, I mean, you've still got to have the right person that, you know, right. it's not the trainer's fault if they're not a fit for real estate. And sometimes there's some self-discovery that's got to come with that. But mm-hmm. I, I personally would look for, you know, someone that is either able to go full-time right away or is committing to that within a, you know, three to six month window, because I don't want perennial part-timer sure. you know, really to do that. I mean, if you've been experienced and you were slowing it down, that's different, but if you're just getting into it, I just don't think I have the infrastructure for that. Right. Yeah, 100% agree. We don't either. Yeah, we have it too. We're not doing part-time. Yeah. I mean, there's other places, a lot of, and I've even said some, go to KW, go to Berkshire Hathaway, go, you know, wherever, where there's a much stronger training program, catch your teeth there and then slide over if it's still a fit for you. Um, yeah, go to the big box, right? Yeah. Because they've got that stuff dialed in. Well, plus, I mean, I don't know what your numbers are there, but here in Washington, about one out of four agents make it past their first two years. So yeah, I'm sure it's similar across the industry. Uh, and I think, you know, like many places, a lot of our agents are part-timers, you know, one or two deals a year. I mean, that's probably right. 80% of them. Yeah, that's, those aren't our agents. Wide <laughs> statistics, so. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Great, Link. And then, uh, you know, just one question we always ask everybody is, what books? <laughs> you know, I'm always interested in reading something new. What would you recommend? What are you, you know, reading, listening to? What, you know, to give you Yeah. Yourself- so one of my, one sticks out right away, came out, I don't know, three, four years ago. Um, it's, uh, I don't remember, it's like three M's. You can look it up, Amazon, Methods, Metrics, and Mindset. And mm-hmm. it, actually, you can get a workbook along with it. And I found that it was a really good training manual because at least it spoke to me if you could... It's the same stuff you see elsewhere. It just wasn't presented in a way that made sense to me that, you know, how, what do you want to make? What are your costs? You know, how many contacts, how many people do you need to talk to? And then let's talk about how to do that. And I built out an Excel file where you could just say, hey, door, door knocking is not my jam. All right. Well, what lever are we going to pull on? Is it expired? Well, not many of those in this market, but 
you know, is it paid ads? I mean, is it sphere? Let's find what it takes to get you where you want to be. And let's make some the metrics around this. And But I, at the end of the day, it was how many people are you going to talk to a day about real estate and move yes. that relationship? And, you know, it was an easy read and I just kind of watch you right through. And I bought that book for many agents. Uh, the Conversion Code is another one. Yeah. It was a good one. It came out around the same time, written by the guys here in the Boston area, I think, that uh, did Curator. Yeah, it's a great book. Great scripts in there. Um, there's a lot of that geared toward online leads, but certainly phone scripts, good stuff. So those those two come to mind. Great. The new the 3M one is definitely new to me. So I'm definitely going to check that out. because yes, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Get check it. it out. Yeah, it's one that not all people hear about, but it was written by three guys that are in the business. And, uh, you know, I think it's great for an agent at uh, any point looking for some growth. And certainly it will resonate with someone if they are the type that kind of needs to see a plan. That's awesome. We were just it. talking about this today and we're doing our quarterly, we're doing our yearly, we're planning 2022 next week. Yep. So it sounds like a total fit. That's why I ask because there's always new ideas out yeah, there. Yeah, great book and a good little workbook with it. If somebody's a workbook type, I mean, I, I could use a book like that in curriculum for training if I were to. I mean, it would. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds great. Are awesome. there anything that we didn't ask that you wanted to really get into that we should have asked you? I don't think so. You guys did a great job. Right. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's awesome meeting you. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your time and appreciate being a guest here today. We'll, yeah, have, we'll put you in our database for our referrals going you, your way. You put us in Seattle coming yes. our way and uh, we'll let you know when the podcast comes out and we'll send you a link to it and Perfect. all okay. of that good stuff. Thanks awesome. for being here. My pleasure. My pleasure. You guys enjoy the rest of your, your day. Yeah, you, you do too, the same. Man. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and & Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.